I used to have a, a friend who was a Svardi and um, and he davened once with me on a Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, on a Yom Kippur actually, and he was very confused after davening. And he says, I don't understand what you Ashkenazim are doing. He says, by us Svardim, when we uh, say Ashamnu, Bagadnu, we're clapping al chait. We're we're crying. We're like uh, you know going crazy. We're we're miserable. We have uh, so much to atone for. And you guys like you're you're singing it. You're like What is the game? Like what are you guys singing about all your averis for? What's the in what way does that make sense? You should be crying as you're singing Ashamnu and as you're as you're clapping Bagadnu and Gazalnu. We've murdered, we've killed, we've uh, we've stolen, we've rebelled, and we and the minig Ashkenaz is to sing it. It's a minig bechol tfusas Israel. I don't know if there's a, if there's an Ashkenazic community in the world that doesn't sing it. And if you look in the Ramah. The Ramah says that you should not be changing any minhagim. It's the minhagim that we have of the nigunim, of Asher Simei of Yom Neiroam, must not be changed. Everything has an exact reason. So this isn't like a minhag tais that just some chazan began to make it in vogue to start singing Ashamnu, but it's really a minhag tais. All the the Messiah that we have of Nigunim as well, the Ramah says, must not be changed, must not be altered. They are all exact as the Rabbi Shalom wants it, as the Messiah uh, expects it to be. So we have to understand why it is, at least for uh, Ashkenaz, Sardim, I understand 100%. If I was making a Machser, I'd say, okay, here you have to start crying. But... Ashkenazim is a big tzarachian. Where do we get this strange, strange minig for from to sing the Ashamnus, to sing how bad we've been, our confessions, instead of crying and lamenting and mourning, we're, we're, we're making a big song out of it. So I found an answer in the Chassam Seifer. And the Chassam Seifer says that the Rambam says that Vidui is a mitzvah. The Rambam says that the mitzvah of tshuva is really embedded in the vidui. Of course, there is also other elements of tshuva. There is charata and there is kabbalah asid. But the way that the Naisei Kalim sort of understand the Rambam, if I'm not getting it wrong, is that the Rambam says that havidui zumitzusasei. The main part of tshuva is the vidui. It's the confession. So the Chasam Sefer says that if the main part of the mitzvah of tshuva is vidui, that means that we're getting a mitzvah every single time we clap another ashamnu and a bagadnu and a gazalnu, and we're supposed to be doing mitzvahs besimcha. When you do a mitzvah, you're supposed to be doing it besimcha. It's not even, a, it's not even extra credit. That's the way the mitzvah was designed to be. We're supposed to be ivdues Hashem b'simcha. The mitzvahs that we're doing are supposed to be done with great joy and showing Hakadosh Baruch Hu how happy we are. That's all mitzvahs in the Torah. It's not just on Simcha's Torah and on Parim. Every time we do a mitzvah, in fact, the Arizal 
is quoted in the Mishnah Berurah as saying that all of the hasagas, all of the great illuminations and all of the attainments that he was able to achieve in his life, all were as a result of the simcha that he had when doing mitzvahs. He had such joy, such happiness, genuine happiness when performing mitzvahs that he was able to be so uplifted and inspired through that joy and all of the great hasagas of the of, of the Arizal. And the Arizal was one of the holiest human beings in the last many hundreds of years. That came from the simcha of mitzvahs. So the Chazim Sefer says, this is a mitzvah. Every time when we say Hashamnu, we get a mitzvah. It's a huge mitzvah. Tshuva is a, one of the major mitzvahs that we have. And so when a Yid does a mitzvah, it has to be done b'simcha. And the Chasim Sefer says, that's where the minute came to sing Ashamnu, Bagadnu, because yes, it's true that we're confessing our sins, but at the same time, we are tapping into one of the greatest opportunities, and that's to achieve atonement, to, to be able to come close to the Rabbani Shalom, to repent, to restore our relationship, to clean up all the schmutz and all the grime, all the corrosion that's built in that relationship that we have with the Rabbani Shalom, with others, and and by doing so, it should cause us tremendous amounts of joy. So much so that that's where the minig developed to sing the Ashamnus. It's just something very important to think about as we're going to be doing it. We're going to have 10 viduyim starting from tomorrow afternoon by Mincha. We get one, one uh, Shman Eswe with the viduyim of Ashamnu and, and all the Alchets. And then we have another nine throughout the course of Yom Kippurim until the end by Ne'ila. We get one more. And... So this is something that um, this is something that we have to think about the great schus, the happiness that we should be having by Hashem. This don't cry, be happy with this gift that Hakadosh Baruch Hu has given us to perform a mitzvah of tshuva and to do a besimcha, understanding that this is what Hakadosh Baruch Hu wants from us, and it's an opportunity to clean up our whole record, whatever we've done last year and all the years beyond last year what we did in high school, what we did in, 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 in junior high school, what we did in, uh, in Eretz Yisrael, what we did in uh, wherever it was that we did, you know, we left our mark, Baruch Hashem, all over the world. And here we're able to clean up all the graffiti, all the spiritual graffiti that we've, that we've done, that we've left. And it's a, it's, it's a life-altering type of achievement. And it's a mitzvah, we get a mitzvah to boot. So it should be a cause of singing and joy. We should really be dancing as we're singing Hashamnu, but we gotta we gotta use our one of our hands to clap al so we can't dance, but really we should. We should be dancing as we're saying the uh, the Ashamnus, according to our Minig. It's very interesting. If I were to ask you why there's a mitzvah to um to eat uh on Arab Yamakipuram. We know the Chazal teach us that if you eat and you drink today, it's ki'ilu hisana chivasiri. It's as if you fast in the ninth and the tenth. And it's a big discussion why exactly that is. What's the reason? What do we you know, is it is it making it maybe more difficult to fast if we have a full stomach going into Yom Kippur? That's one shita. There are a lot of different shitas, but there's a Rabbeinu Yaina in Shari Chuva who says an amazing thing. He says that, I'll just quote one line of it, that there is a mitzvah to eat 
on Erev Yom Kippurim. Why? Ki hera simchasai behagiyaz man kaparasai. Because the meals that we're eating, these sudas, are a demonstration of our happiness that finally that long-awaited day has arrived, the time of our kapara, we're able to clean up all of our averas, we're able to atone for all of the, the myriad sins that we've committed in so many different ways, b'shaygeg, b'mezid, b'aynes, b'ratzayn, all the terrible things, some things we did that we have no idea that we did. Maybe we've hurt people, maybe we've offended people, maybe we've stolen from people. Maybe we were rebelling against the Rav in a million different ways with, our, with all of our Ivarim, and that's another important thing. It's very Kedai if you can, you know, stop your Sudas HaMafsekas a little bit earlier, five, ten minutes earlier, twenty minutes earlier, head out to Yeshiva, to Shul, wherever you're going to find yourself, and say Tfilazaka. Tfilazaka is one of those Tfilas that it's very hard. I have a very hard time finding time to, uh, to say it because... You know, it's always the Misa Sutton that, that creeps in right before Yom Kippur, and you're always, now you can't find your kittel, you can't find your, your slippers, and, you know, by the time you skip into Shul, they're already up to Kol Nidre. But it's very important to say Tefillah Zaka, because Tefillah Zaka really is a, it's a beautiful Tefillah, and it, it basically speaks about how I was chayte with all of my Evarim, my eyes I did, and it gets very graphic, it tells you all you did with your eyes, all you did with your hands, all you did with your feet, all you did with your heart and with your ears and with your mouth. And then it says, but the atonement that Yom Kippur affords us because what we're doing on Yom Kippur is the opposite. We're using our eyes now on Yom Kippur to cry and we're using our mouth to daven and to, and to be misvada and we're using our hands and our feet to, we're, we're not wearing shoes and we're not, we're being maynea from certain, certain activities on, on, uh, on that, that's atoning for all the ve- many, many Averis that we've committed. So Tfilah Zaka is a major part of Yom Kippur. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't, and, and then we, we say that we're Meichel everybody, and that we hope everybody's Meichel us. It's a beautiful Tfilah. But the Shari Tshuva says that the Sudas that we're eating on Erev Yom Kippur isn't just Stam, you know, it's a Mitzri because tomorrow's a fast day, the next day's a fast day. It's a, it's, the Suda is showing our joy when you eat. Generally, we eat by, by, by weddings and we have feasts by bar mitzvahs and by brisin and Shabbos and Yantif. This is another one of those joyous occasions. Why is it joyous? Yom Kippur is a horrible day. No, it's, it's the most beautiful day on the calendar. It's not a Tainus. It's not a Tishabav. It's a day of pure and utter, unadulterated joy. Because, as in the Lashon of Rabbi Niyayna, Kihara Simchasa, we're trying to show our joy, Behagiyaz Man Kaparasai. The time of Kapara has finally arrived. If Chas V'Shalom, a person is nifter, like, you know, before Yom Kippur, that's, that's a terrible thing. You want to chap a Yom Kippur before you die, and shortly, you know, thereafter die, if you had a choice, because you want to get rid of all those Averis. If you're able to say, right before Kol Nidre, which we do, you have to think about that as well. It's, thank God I made it to Yom Kippur. I think Rabbi Sal Salamti used to say that if a person would be zeicha to having a Yom Kippur once every 70 years, let's say HaKadosh Baruch would have given us Yom Kippur instead of as an annual event, but a once every 70 year event, it would be like you would hope that you lived until 70 
in order to finally get to that day. It would be like, it would be like, it would be a tremendous event, and you're, you're dying to get to that day, because that day is going to clean up all your averes. Well, guess what? We get it every year. And it's a tremendous chus, it's a joy to enter Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur shouldn't be in any way scary. It's not, you know, it's not fun to fast, I guess. And it's not fun to, uh, you know, to have to be in shul a whole day, you know, unless you're in yeshiva where it's geschmack. But, it, it, but it's the most beautiful day in the year. My grandmother, Elisham, used to say, I asked her once what her favorite day of the year is. So she says, Yem HaKippurim. I said, yeah, Purim, me too. She said, no, no, I said, Yem HaKippurim. I said, Yem Kippur? You like Yem Kippur? Who likes Yem Kippur? Nobody likes Yem Kippur. That's the worst day of the year. No, 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 you don't understand. It's a day that I could sit, she said, and daven and talk to the Rabbi Nishalam a whole day and confess and cry and, and be joyous. And, and it's a beautiful day. And it's a day that at the end of the day, if we did it right, we are pure and clean like malachim. We're untouchable. And hopefully we'll build upon that. But Yom Kippur is the happiest day on the calendar. That's why I know, you know Yom Kippurim is a day like Purim, but really the truth is that Yom Kippur, everyone always gives the shmooz that Purim is more holy than Yom Kippur. It might be, but I think Yom Kippur is happier than Purim. Because Yom Kippur is a day that you're able to get something that you can't get in Purim. You're able to get HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Lifnei Hashem Titaru, to be cleansed by the Rabbi Shalom himself. Mikvah Yisrael Hashem. You're able to immerse yourself in the Mikvah of Kedusha, which is the Rabbi Shalom. And you're able to feel HaKadosh Baruch Hu's embrace. And you're able to come out Malay Simcha. That's today. That's the Aveda today. To be happy. We eat whatever you're eating tomorrow, whether it's a bagel, whether it's steak, whether it's chicken, whatever you're having, make it a simcha de kasuda. Don't think about, hey, I got to eat more watermelon, grapes, and this and that because of the fast. It's not about the fast. It's about the joy of being finally able to be Erev a day that we are able to get a kapara. And he says, the more joyous we are today, Rabbi Niena says, by being happy today on Erev Yom Kippur, we're showing that we must have really been upset and nervous about all of our sins, and now finally we're, we're almost at the finish line, we're almost about to get our kapara. The happier we are over that shows HaKadosh Baruch Hu how it really affects us, our sins, and, our, and, and that guilt and, that, and that all of the, the negative that we associate with our Averis, and we should. Um, but this is something that uh, is very special about Erev Yom Kippurim, that we should be so happy today that we made it. We're almost there, and Baruch Hashem, we're going to be able to have a, a wonderful experience on Yom Kippur, getting closer to the Rabbi Yishlam with Tshuva and Tefillah and Za'aka and Vidoy and, and Avedis Yom Kippurim and Ni'ilah, and we go Le'elo Le'elo until we're, we're Mamish Malachim. You know, it says that Yerushalayim was the happiest place in the world. The Pasuk that we read in the Shir Shalyayim on Mondays says, Yifei naif mesais kal haaris. Yerushalayim is a, the most beautiful of views. It's the joy of the world. Mesais kal haaris. Yerushalayim is the joy of the world. What's so joyous about Yerushalayim? 
What makes Yerushalayim so special? So, Hartziyayin, there is Hartziyayin there, and then it says, Yarkasei Tzafin. Yarkasei Tzafin is a reference to the Karbanis of the Mizbeach. What does that have to do with anything? What makes Yerushalayim so joyous? You know how joyous Yerushalayim was supposed to be? There's a Chazal that says that Yerushalayim was so joyous that you were not able to fill out your tax forms in Yerushalayim. Taxes is not something that the IRS developed. Apparently taxes was something that goes all the way back. I just did my estimated taxes yesterday. It's the... I. Every three months I have to write, I have to do estimated taxes for myself and for my mother. And it's the, the worst day of the three months. I hate, I don't, you know, if I ever would have become an accountant, I don't know how I would have put up with it. Now, for those accountants out there, please don't take it, you know, it's a great profession. But I just, I hate paying taxes. I hate dealing with taxes. It's depressing to send out a lot of money to the government and knowing what they do with it. Having said that, um, in Yerushalayim, they did not allow anyone to fill out their tax forms in the city of Yerushalayim proper. There, there were special kippahs, there were booths outside of the city limits. You know, today they would probably be sponsored by H&R Block, no doubt. But those booths were, were booths that were um, a place that you can fill out. But don't fill it out in Yerushalayim because we don't want to mar the joy of Yerushalayim. Now, what made Yerushalayim the happiest place on earth? I thought Disneyland was the happiest place on earth, right? When did Yerushalayim become the happiest place on earth? And by the way, if you've ever been to Disneyland or Disney World, it's the most depressing place on earth, but that's a completely another schmooze. But what makes Yerushalayim so happy and so joyous is because Yarkasei Tzafin, there was a Mizbeach, you were able to bring Karbanes, and those karbanis enabled you to walk away clean of chet. You're mechal Shabbos b'shaygeg. You bring a chatas, boom, puff, everything is gone. That whole avera that you did is 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 finished. That caused the person tremendous joy when you're able to get rid of your you know the tarnish and the grime on your record, and you're able to have a clean track record. There's no greater joy than that. The Mesil Sharm says an amazing thing. He says, even if a person kills, a person stole, a person committed adultery, a person did all the terrible averis, the most heinous acts that a person could come up with, and you do tshuva, it's nechshav hislashinist that akiras haratzen is kakiras hamaisa. As soon as I think that I wish I hadn't done it and you sincerely mean it, that act that you did is expunged from the record. There might be videotape of your Misa, doesn't matter. It's gone. You, it's deleted with the process of tshuva, which is the ultimate gift. Yerushalayim was so happy because they had the ability to bring karbanis and get a kapara. Baveneseinu harabim, we don't have the Beis HaMikdash anymore. We don't have karbanis, But we do have a Yom Kippur. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with all of his rachamim, with all his great mercy, his infinite kindness, gave us pam achas bashana, one day of the year, and it's, you can almost taste it already, it's almost here. 
less than 24 hours from now, we'll be able to enter the rarefied airspace of Yom HaKippurim, Yom HaKadosh. And as soon as we enter that airspace, we'll already be able to begin to immerse in the mikvah. And the mikvah is a mikvah of beauty. It's a mikvah of happiness. It's a mikvah of, of, of being able to have mechilas avainas. It's the happiest day of the year. Yerushalayim was the happiest place in the world. Yom Kippur is the happiest time of, of the world. And we're lucky, you know, we're living in a time of, uh, of a magefa. Hopefully we're, it's petering out, but, you know, we see what's going on in Eretz Yisrael. We don't know what the future holds, but I will tell you something, that it was a very, very severe magefa. I don't have to tell you. Uh, we all get the same news. But I know a few people that, that were nifter from this machla, and I know a lot of many, many Chashuva people, Gedali Yisrael, Rosh Yeshivas, Rabbanim, Balabatim uh, Chashuvas, Noshim Tzedkanias. I know a lot of people that were, were here last year. They're not here this year. If we're together right now, and how many people do we have? Can I know we have 35 people? If 35 Chashuva Yidin that made it through this year and were able to be Zaycha tomorrow to have a Yema Kippur, a Yema Kaddish, we should be dancing. We should be turning on the music tonight as soon as the shir is over and dancing with your family. Wake up the kids. Make it a, a Geshmaka Arab Yema Kippurim. Let your family understand the joy of Yem Kippur, the gift that Yem Kippur is, how exciting it is to enter the pool of Yema Kippurim and to swim the entire day in such a beautiful, beautiful world and universe of Kedusha, of Taira, of Davening, of Tshuva, of Vidoy, of, 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 of Simcha. And allow me to give you a personal bracha that each of you should have your Tfilas Niskabel, Lutaiva, whatever you want, whatever you need, HaKadosh Baruch Hu should give it to you, assuming that it's for your good. And you should have only Nachas from your families, you should have Parnasa Berevach, you should have Hatzlacha with all of your respective careers and, and enterprises. And you should also remember us in the yeshiva. As we remember you fondly, you should remember us fondly and come back and visit. And we love seeing you on Zoom, but we love really seeing you in person. And if you're ever in the neighborhood, please stop by or call once in a while. It's great to see you. Uh, you give us so much nachas. We love each and every one of you. And I want to wish you all a Gemara Chasimah Taiva.